You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's signing day here at Locked On BC. We're getting ready for all of that on today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So as I was singing, and I think I muted myself, and luckily you guys didn't get to hear it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's signing day. All of that recruiting news, all of the people, you know, all of the people who have verbally committed, who have stuck with your team are now going to put pen to paper for their national letter of intent, their NIL, NLI, excuse me, which is different than NIL. NIL has a little bit to do with recruiting, right? Well, Boston College is bringing in a smaller class. If you're not aware of it, this is a class that, is smaller than I, I went back about 10 years and there's nothing even close to as small as what they're bringing in. It's a class of 12 right now or 11 right now, 12 potentially. We'll talk about that in the second segment, right? You you're looking at a group that is very small and it's small for a particular reason. And I think a lot of folks know exactly why you're looking at a class that you know, Jeff Halfley is playing for is coaching for his job next year. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. This is a, a critical year for Jeff Halfley and true freshmen and specifically true freshmen that would help BC now are not coming or have not committed to here. We, you know, you look at the class there's no high four stars. It's a lot of development guys, guys like, uh, Pape Abdule Sai out of London, he's a Sengali offensive lineman, has played football for five months. He's humongous. He's 6'7", 300 plus pounds, but he's raw. And it's okay to get raw guys, but they're not going to help you in 2024 when you have to win. You have Cedric Lott, a 6'5 wide receiver. Sign me up, big wide receiver, right? You like to see that. He's a basketball player who just picked up football this year. Brand new development guy. You look at guys like Jaden LaFontaine and uh, Turbo Richard. You have a bunch of guys on this roster that are probably going to take some time to play. And that's why your class is small. Your class is small because you're BC. BC is not going to bring in blue chip recruits. They're not going to bring in guys that can contribute day one. Those, those guys are either at a blue chip school or they're getting or a combination of a blue chip school or making so much darn money out of NIL <clears throat> that they would never come to BC. So Halfley has to balance that because he has scholarships. Obviously they lost 12 guys to the transfer portal. They've lost other players. We talked about Ryan O'Keefe being forced to retire medically. You know, there's other players. Elijah Jones is gone. Christian Mahogany, Kyle Hergel, they're all going to graduate. You, you know, Chris Banks, I think, is gone. You have slots. So how did Jeff Halfley kind of envision this? It looks like 
almost 50 50 but honestly i i I think he's gonna go more recruits i mean transfers than recruits because he needs established depth but that's a a different conversation that just kind of describes why the class is so small you're used to jeff halfley i mean what was it 2020 i think he brought in 26 guys 2021 he brought in 20 last year was smaller at 18 but that was because he hit the transfer portal and I think there's no, it's not a coincidence that his view on recruiting changed around the time that this transfer portal stuff really kind of hit another gear. But looking at the kids in the class, who is who are some names that you might want to know? First of all, there's Charlie Camella, who's from Zavarian Brothers. Uh, he is a legacy. His dad played at BC. Uh, he is an athlete. I've heard a lot of good things about him, uh, especially he, I guess he had a really good camp at Boston college under the radar kid. He's going to be playing football and baseball at Boston college. Pretty cool story there. Um, you'll love to see legacies at, at BC. Uh, the most exciting player for me, I, I think into this class might be Juco tight end, Ryan Boltwood. This is a kid that BC recruited as a high schooler, uh, as a as a preferred walk-on. He took a chance on himself. He decided, I'm going to go the Juco route and take another year and figure things out. Because he, he didn't really have any real offers. He didn't have no scholarship. He didn't have scholarship offers. He gets out of, you know, he does one year at Juco, immediately gets offers from Arizona State, Washington State, Hawaii, Boston College, and a whole other bunch of schools. He's he is an impressive tight end. And I think of any of these guys that could play early, it could be him, though, with Kamari Morales, the transfer from UNC coming in. You may not need him right away. The most exciting down the road recruit for me. I'm I'm always a sucker for quarterbacks. And I, I think Jonathan Montague, who just committed yesterday, uh, has. You know, I think he pl- he's going to give you kind of what you got with Thomas Castellanos. And we'll have to see how different he is in terms of speed and arm strength. But if you're trying to I- – I- I'm so excited that BC has moved away, in a sense, from the typical pro-style offense and just gone with, you know, doing some more college stuff with guys like Castellanos. Seeing a lot more RPO and quarterback runs and things like that. I love that they decided to go more with a dual threat quarterback. I love that they got a guy that can run the ball, that can throw the ball. And we'll have to wait and see where he kind of falls in terms of his development. Is he going to be two, three years? I mean, every quarterback they seem to bring in, whether it's Peter Delaportis or Emmett Emmett Moorhead or Jacoby Robinson, they take a year or two to get going. Will he take a couple years to get going? We'll have to wait and see because he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to play next year. You're probably going to have Robinson and Castellanos being your quarterback, but you know anyone who scores 50 plus touchdowns in a season, a combination of running and throwing, I- I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued here. Then you look at the offensive line. For all the the teeth gnashing, and I get it, BC, you know, during official visit season, they brought in I think seven or eight offensive linemen for official visits. And they landed one and folks were like, what the heck is going on? Oh, it's got to be because the offensive line was terrible last year. BC can't recruit, blah, blah, blah. Well, they flipped one of them back The you know, Jaden LaFontaine was, he took an official visit in June uh, and he's a kid from Connecticut and this offensive guard then 
goes to Kentucky and flips back to Boston College. So it's a nice I mean, anytime you can flip a kid from an SEC school, that's a fun story right there, right? You bring in Judah Pruitt, uh, another offensive guard. This one from um, Shabazz High School in New York. Uh, sorry, New Jersey, excuse me. And then, as I said, the kid from London, Papa Abdullah Sai. So you have three offensive linemen. That's a class right there. That's a, that's the one position that's, I think, cost prohibitive in the transfer portal, especially is on that interior offense. I mean, uh, the exterior offensive line tackles and BC landed one and they brought in a couple interior ones. So that's good. Um, it's not the most eye catching class. There's no four stars. And I, and Halfley was very, um, forceful that that didn't really matter to him, but you know, there were guys that he wanted, obviously guys like Keonda Henry, who ended up going, I don't know where he's at now, but he was a four star, and there was a few others that they were they were in on. Obviously, Gerby Lambert was a big one uh, that they couldn't get. Who ended ended up at Notre Dame. At the end of the day, not not the most impressive class on paper, but we'll have to wait to see what they do, and especially going to have to wait to see what they do in the transfer portal. Now, in our second segment, I'm going to look at what the what are what's still out there. There's not they're not done, and there is specifically one person that you're going to want to watch for. We'll get into that and a couple other names in just a moment. Now, as the weather gets hotter, colder, excuse me, it's getting colder. I hope it's not getting hotter. The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on that action. If you are a Pats fan and you are saying, hey, they're going to hold it their own on Kansas City. I don't care if Taylor Swift's there. I don't care if Travis Kelsey's playing. It's a 10 and a half point spread. I think they're going to cover. You would have loved watching that game. And with this app, it's so easy to use to make those wagers. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You just search it. They got they got football, hockey, basketball, player props. I, you know, I love player props are my favorite. Finding a player and going, oh, that guy's gonna beat that projection. You can get it all on, on FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. It's National Signing Day if you're listening on Wednesday. And if you're not a member of Eagle Insider, this is a perfect time to sign up. We have a special deal for new subscribers. You can get on over there. Sign up. If you're a monthly subscriber right now, you can convert that for a nice low way, a little monthly payment. We have news. I am talking to so many different sources within and outside of the, the organization. You're going to want to know everything. Now, the big name that everyone has talked about, the big one that every BC fan wants to know about is legacy quarterback Henry Hasselback of his Varian brothers in, in Massachusetts. The son of Matt Hasselback. Henry is a quarterback who was originally committed to play uh lacrosse at Maryland decommitted because he wanted to play football, took visits to BC and Michigan state ended up at Michigan state. Once they fired Mel Tucker, he decommitted again. And now it looks like it's between UCLA and Boston college. Now BC fans everywhere are very 
in tune to the situation because they really, you know, he's a hassle back. You've had Tim, you've had Matt, you know, you've had the, the sister who plays for the lacrosse team. You have Matt Reavy, who's a cousin. You, I mean, the Hasselback clan is big. And of course, Matt was big in, in Jeff Halfley getting the job here. The fact that he is not an Eagle right now is kind of shocking. And honestly, I don't expect after tomorrow or today, if you're listening on Wednesday, for him to be an Eagle. I don't think this ends with Dead Henry Hasselback being a Boston College Eagle. I think Boston College has had every single opportunity, if they wanted him, to bring him in. They clearly didn't think of him as their number one quarterback because they brought in Jonathan Montague. And he's been on campus a whole bunch. He was just on campus last weekend. If he was that big of a deal that they really wanted him, they would have locked him up by now. But as I've said, Jeff Halfley is in survival mode right now. Yes, he needs to look forward to the future of his program. You can't be so short-sighted that all you do is, is act for now. But if you have X amount of, of scholarships, you need to bring in either true freshmen that you think are going to be guys that contribute down the road or use it for transfers to, to build out your depth. I get the sense that Henry Hasselbeck does not fit either of those descriptors in terms of his recruitment. You know, it doesn't seem like BC's had any urgency of bringing him in. He doesn't seem like he's much of a uh, priority. And so the hope is that if he gets a chance, maybe he just goes somewhere else. I'm surprised he hasn't committed to UCLA yet. He was at UCLA with Chip Kelly a couple weeks ago. And when he came back, I was like, huh, he hasn't committed. And then when he went to BC this weekend and still hadn't committed to BC, you know, I figured if he was going to visit them again, if this was the time, maybe that was what they were going to do. He didn't do it. Then I figured he would end up back at UCLA, but I'm not sure what happens with him now. I can tell you, I put in a crystal ball on Eagle insider on two, four, seven, excuse me for him to land at UCLA. I just don't see him at Boston college at this point. Um, and say what you will about that. I mean, you know, if you think it's because he's a legacy, he deserves it, whatnot. But if he doesn't work out, what good, what good of, uh, of a signing is this? You know, Halfley hopefully had done his, his homework. And if he doesn't think it's going to work, then you got to move on. Right. So he's one to watch for the other big name. The one that I think is much more intriguing, honestly, because I don't think Hasselback's coming is Sayer Torrance from Christian Brothers Academy in New York. This is a wide receiver, just like Hasselback, that was committed to Michigan State. He had took an official visit to Boston College, just like Hasselback. And once Mel Tucker left, he again decommitted. It's It seems to me that it's down to Boston College and, uh, sorry, in Syracuse for his services. Uh, I've heard, I talked to Tyler Calvaruso, who used to run Eagle Insider, and I talked to him a lot. Uh, he says, I, I'm surprised that, you know, am I missing something? Because he looks like a really good wide receiver uh, when he visited Penn State. So I, I would love to see him at BC. If you're going to get any, if you're going to, if it's down to like, you need one more player and it's between Torrance and Hasselback. Yes, I, I get it. Hasselback is a BC name, but Torrance is going to be a guy that's going to help you more. I, this one, I, it's harder. Like Hasselback, I get, as I said, I put a crystal ball because I feel like I know what's going to happen. 
Torrance, I can't read. And I've talked to multiple sources, sources within the program and outside the program. And every single person I had, I've said, I've talked to has the same reaction I do, which is, yeah, he could end up at BC. He could end up at Syracuse. We just don't know what's going to happen. They just, Sayer Torrance has done an excellent job, credit to the kid, of keeping things quiet. Like his whole recruitment has been quiet to this point. He doesn't talk to the press all that much. And so staffs are in the dark. Media is in the dark. Well, this is going to be, it's been a while. Like if you're following Boston College on signing day, most signing days for BC fans are boring. Like I, I go to my 247, um, you know, Slack or, or our lift serve for emails. And they're talking all about, you know, make sure you have, you know, live updates on, on signings, you know, of announcements and who's, you know, if they're down to their final three, make sure you put a post up of that. I'm like, that doesn't ever happen at Boston college by national signing day. Almost every single year, there's no drama. It's, it's, it's like, it's like filling out a form. It's like, okay, that guy came in check. That guy came in check. Okay. We're all done. There's no surprises this year. There is a little drama. The Sire Torrance drama is going to be something worth watching because Torrance, if he comes in, will be the highest rated recruit in this class. He will be your crown jewel. So it would be a nice get for BC. It's not like a Drew Kendall where it was like, Oh man, legacy four star. Whoa. You're getting a, a you know, top 200, um, offensive line, uh, you know, recruit, you're getting a, a, a good, a good wide receiver. Who's very highly thought at, thought of. And you, this is, but this is going to be another surprise. Like this is going to be the first surprise. I think since drew Kendall, drew Kendall was the day before, but Torrance is going to announce at 3 PM on Wednesday. So that morning, don't be surprised if DBC starts doing the fax machine thing where, you know, Turbo Richard signed, you know, Jonathan Montague signed the kid from England signed. you know, you get, you get those ones and that's, those are no surprise. And honestly, and if you've been following along with me, you knew it was all coming. It's that Torrance news, but we're going to have to wait until all, you know, later you're going to get all those signees in and then be waiting. But I will tell you this, and I will leave this conversation with this one last note about Sire Torrance. Where am I right now? I'm 60, 40 that he ends up at BC. I think it's a I think it's a better chance that he ends up BC. If he if I get news and you know put in a crystal ball, get over to Eagle Insider right away. You'll get all my news. It's VIP. You can check it out. I will put up I will put up a a crystal ball if he ends up at uh, you know if I hear that he might end up at BC. So keep your eyes open. It could happen. Now, in our last segment, BC, speaking of big wide receivers, they go to the transfer portal and they go to the Big 12 where they land a humongous wide, in terms of size, wide receiver. And I'll talk about who that is and why he brings something BC's offense really needs in just a moment. Now, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. 
And hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a quality candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. But thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Term and conditions apply. This is Locked on BCAJ Black. Now, thank you all. If you are, if this is your first listen, I want to welcome you. Locked on BC is the only daily Boston College podcast. I've done this show for now three years. I have over 780 episodes of the show. If you want Boston College news, there's no better place to go. I, I have all the insight. I bring in great guests like Mitch Wolf. We're going to be talking to the SMU writer about the Fenway Bowl. We've had, we have Beacon Street Ball on every single week. It's crazy. We have crazy news all the time here on Locked on BC. So make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get in your podcasts so you don't miss out. Now, Lost in the Shuffle was a commitment that came across our win- our uh, screens late last night. And this is one I was waiting for. Uh, Gerard Bed- Bradley, a wide receiver from Texas Tech, announced that he had verbally committed to Boston College. Now, he is 6'5", which is huge. And Mitch Wolf has watched his film, Mitch Wolf of Eagle Insider, and said, holy moly, BC's got a good wide receiver here. This guy is very, very good. He had, in the last two seasons, 69 catches. Nice, right? Nice. Uh, for the, the Red Raiders and was, you know, a very, very reliable uh, weapon, especially his first year there. Uh, I think it's, I think he has two more years of, of service. I think he's redshirt, freshman, sophomore. Then he has two more to go. You're getting a big wide receiver. Joseph Griffin is big. He's 6'3", but Bradley is 6'5", and 220 pounds. If he can turn into what you need him to do, be, you now have an outside threat that is going to be very hard for opposing teams to cover. You know, Johnny Wilson, I think, what was he, 6'9", 6'10", for, for Florida State, and sometimes he was impossible to cover. This guy is not that big, but he he's bigger than anyone else you have on your roster, and he is established. He's played a whole bunch. So this is not a raw guy that needs time. He's going to be ready to play day one. And now that you look at this, you look at your wide receiver room, now that you know Ryan O'Keefe is gone, and you have a bunch of players that should give uh, Thomas Castellano some 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 tar- some really quality targets. Lewis Bond, Bradley, Jaden Williams is gone. So then you look at Dino Tomlin, who never gets talked about enough. And Jaden Skeet. And if you've been following along on Twitter, you know they probably aren't done yet. There's a news item that was out. I'll even say this now. McGowan, a wide receiver that from Vanderbilt that committed to to South Carolina. There's news buzzing everywhere that BC might grab him from South Carolina. So I don't think BC's done at wide receiver. This kid, the other kid that they're looking at, McGowan, is 5'8" plays much more the Ryan O'Keefe Zay Flowers type of role. Smaller wide receiver can do a lot after, you know, the yak kind of thing. Um, he could be interesting to watch for, but we don't know what's going on there. That one's a quiet one that we'll have to keep an eye on. So 
Keep your eye open on Eagle Insider. I will have updates throughout the day. If anything new happens, if anything interesting, um, we'll have it. We'll have comments from the press conference, though. You guys have probably know more than some of the people that are going to be there. So don't expect anything like earth shattering. And we'll be back again tomorrow for another episode where we'll talk about anything that's new and, and get ready for that Lehigh game again for the, the end of uh, non-conference basketball. We'll, ha- we'll have talk about that as well. Going to be a busy week. So make sure you're locked on here and locked on BC, your team every day.